to The Bent Times. My name is Matthew. And I'm Catherine. Today we are talking about ink and being organized with our friend from Germany, Urban. Urban Hafner is a member of the Fountain Pen community and creator of the Fountain Pen Companion, FPC.inc. Welcome! Hi, guys. It's Hello. so great to have you. Yes, it's great to be on the show. <laughs> from Thanks far across this. the pond. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of late for you, right? Yes, it's midnight. Thank you for staying up for us. We are so excited to talk to you about pens and ink. So the first thing I have to know, what is your fountain pen origin story? Well, there's two. As I grew up in Germany, of course, I used fountain pens in school. I mean, my kids these days even use fountain pens in school. Um, So I... I guess I started to use fountain pens in maybe second grade or something. Wow. Pelican, Pelicano that I eventually chewed through the back. (laughs) Ink doesn't taste good, I realized at some point then. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) So after that, I think uh, my parents bought me a, a Parker 45. Nice. And I used that for a long, long time. And then, of course, eventually I, I started to use other other pens, gel pens and whatever. Um, but I always had a fountain pen in some drawer and I, I took it out every few months and realized, oh, that's nice to use. And then I put it back. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't know, three and a half years, maybe uh, I started to, to, to write letters again uh, with, with some people. And I, I, of course, decided to use my fountain pen. And then someone told me, hey, you should uh, check out this uh, Twispy Eco. Nice, yes. (laughs) And that's basically where it started, right? I I bought a clear Twispy Eco and a bottle of ink. And now I built a whole website around it. I did (laughs) two podcasts on it and I have too many pens, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any such thing as too many pens? I mean, if you want to use them every, (laughs) I don't know, once a year, maybe then there's a certain upper limit, I guess. I I think that's fair. (laughs) I love that because like the Twisby Eco was totally my gateway into fountain pens too. the clear Twisby Eco. I still have Mm -hmm. it. Do you still have yours? Yes, I have still have it. It's stained blue from Bay State Blue. Ah, there it is. Yeah, I love. I actually love Bay State Blue Ink. I think it's a really great. I think it's a beautiful blue. It's one of my favorite blues. I uh, just I don't it's use just it. It's just horrible to use. It just stains everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not such a big fan of the color. It reminds no. me of those cheap um, gel pens somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I I, I'm in I your camp, that. Urban. Matthew loves it. It's fine. I think I like it, it because it reminds me of the cheap gel pens that I used when I was in high school and middle school, you know, I would get the little, um, uniball or whatever the cheap, you know, the, the pilot G2, uh, that I could get from the student store in my school. And so I think Bay State Blue is sort of nostalgic for me in that way. And that it does sort of remind me of that sort of cheap gel pen experience or cheap rollerball pen experience from when I was in school. So, so it's a positive for you and a negative a positive for, the for both me. of us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think it's maybe it's just too close to royal blues, which are basically, I still have a trauma f- from school. From school. <laughs> Do you? From having <laughs> to write in royal yes. blue for all those years. Exactly. I mean, you had to use royal blue because that's the only ink you could use those ink erasers with, right? Oh, okay. That's right. So do you, like, is the typical, like, standard pen in Germany blue ink then instead of black? I mean, for fountain pens, yes. Okay. Even though I was at some point being rebellious and I switched to black. But <laughs> oh my gosh. I wonder if that's why, you know, Lamy, um, when you get like a Safari or something like that, they always ship with a blue ink cartridge. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, as does Kaweco, right? Yes. Right. It's just that's the right. standard royal blue is just the standard cartridge you get with most sure. pens, I guess. Very German. Makes sense. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> I love that. So... How did you come up with the Fountain Pen Companion and, like, create this phenomenon in our community? 
Yeah, so I didn't really want to buy all the inks I was interested in, right? Uh, yeah. I wanted to start uh, trading samples with people. And uh, there's a small uh, German-speaking Slack community. And we, we, we just started creating a Google Doc, a Google spreadsheet, where we listed all the inks and then who had it. But, I mean, this is quickly grew to be a very very hard to see right you want to trade with one person but how do you find all the inks that that person has and it was just i mean i built web apps for a living right so it was my 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 thought there was there has to be something better than just a spreadsheet and that's basically what i built so the, the first version just allowed you to list all your inks and you could decide do you want to share that these things publicly publicly or do you want to have certain entries be private and that was basically the version that i i then posted in the fanatic slack and to my surprise everyone uh was super happy about it and excited and they actually started to use it uh to trade samples and that's basically uh, uh then it grew, right? Because ev yeah. if everyone is excited, then I'm I'm happy to continue working on it. Now it's almost like a challenge, right? Like so, <laughs> it, it's, you've got people on there that are, you know, it's it kind of, I guess, by rank, right? So yeah, you know, it's, it's it's become almost like a leaderboard of sorts, rather than this very um, utilitarian web app. So. I think it's incredible because I, I put in all my inks because I use it actually personally. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> it's awesome. I love it so much. And I put them in and I was like, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Like, I feel like I'm going to be towards the top, like have so many ink. And then I put all mine in and then I <laughs> looked at the leaderboard and was like, never mind. <laughs> um, our friend um, Jesse actually has the number one number Number one most inks with 2,002 inks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I'm a bit uh, two minds about this leaderboard feature because on the one hand, of course, like you said, it's always nice to see that there are people that are even worse than you are, <laughs> in a sense, <laughs> with collecting that yeah. stuff. On the other hand, it's sort of, it promotes a bit this this consumer culture that I'm not too happy about it so I've, I've been thinking about adding other leaderboards there that are more focused on using stuff than yeah. buying them which would be maybe also a good idea and I think that's something interesting about what the site does is it has the use component where you can track you know which pens are inked with what inks and how often you've used them and all of that and I think for me, that's been something I haven't used yet, but I want to because I forget what ink is in which pen all the time. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you give a rundown just generally about how the site works and kind of what you envisioned it to do now and its like current iteration for people who haven't maybe used it yet for listeners who don't know what this is? Yeah, sure. So... The one side is, is basically, yeah, right, you can track your, your collection of inks, you can track your collection of pens, and you can use this currently inked feature where you say this current ink is currently in this pen, I inked it up on that day, and then eventually I emptied it out on that other day. And you can also say I've used this pen and ink combination today. This is sort of these, this, this is the one side of the, uh, the site which is basically your personal uh, private space, I would say. And then there's the, uh, I would say, community features. For example, you have your list or your public list of inks. And then if, if, a, if another user who is also logged in goes to your list, they can not only see what you have, but they can also sort of compare and only list what you have, but that that person doesn't have which is kind of nice for for uh, when you uh, want to trade samples because at a certain point you might not remember everything you own and then you <laughs> ask for something that you already have and stuff like that. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm actually guilty of that. I ordered a bottle of um, Sailor Yamadori and realized when I got here that I already had a bottle and just didn't realize that I had a bottle until I got it and opened it and inked it. And I, thought, and I said, oh, you know what, I actually... So I'm, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> I'm guilty of not, not knowing what I've got, which, you know... Yeah. And I think that the function of the website has been helpful for me back when pen shows were a thing um, in the before times. Because mm-hmm. I would actually pull up my, you know... FPC account at the, you know, show and be like, I think I have this ink, but I'm not 100%. And I would pull it up and be like, oh, yeah, I do or no, I don't. And so then when I'm buying inks, I'm not accidentally duplicating like Matthew has done. And <laughs> no. I think you need to get on, on FPC ink. Matthew, I are do. you on there? I do. I've, it's, I'm not. Um, I started to a while back and all my inks, a lot of my inks were packed up. And so I said, well, I'll just wait till I get everything unpacked. And then it just, it's this very daunting task because I've never organized any of it and it's all a mess. So actually this past weekend, um, I organized all my inks onto a new shelf and I know where everything is and I've got them out and they're, they're ready to be listed. So I'll be putting them on there. I'll be putting them on there maybe this weekend. So I just, um, have never had my inks organized in, in one place before, uh, but they are now. So, um, so I'll be on there very awesome. shortly. <laughs> That's great. Do yeah. you use your own website, Urban? Yes, I do. I've basically, <laughs> I built the features I built first are those that I'm, I'm using, I guess. It's <laughs> a, a perfect, it's, we just benefit because it's what's keeping you organized. Basically. Yeah. I'm, 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 and all those features, like you can track when, if you've used a, a pen and ink combination on a certain day and stuff like that. It's just because I eventually want to build some fun statistics and graphs on top of this because I'm <laughs> so, just nerdy like that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, th- I think my, um, I think the feature I'm most excited about is the currently inked feature because um, I don't have a ton of inks. And so for me, you know, it'd be nice to have a list of my inks, but for me, it's nice to remember what ink is in what pen, because if I write with something, it's, oh, I don't care for that, or write with something, I really love this, I want to ink it up with the same ink, and, you know, I may not know exactly what, what ink it is, or, or, you know, hanging out with people, they write with a pen, they say, oh, I really love this, what ink is this, I can look, um, you know, for a while, I was trying to keep, like, my own little Excel spreadsheet, or a notes document on my phone, mm-hmm. something like that, uh, and I just, you know, keeping up with it was kind of weird. And so I think this will be a great, a great useful tool. So I'll be on there probably this weekend. So I'll, I'll get my stuff done. I'll do my homework. Yeah. And you, you will also get this nice uh, color, color patches basically for free. Because that's also one of the uh, features of the site that when one of the users uh, assigns a color to an ink, then basically the rest of the... Uh, uh, benefits from it because this system basically knows what ink this is and then you don't have to enter this by hand it was surprisingly hard to come up with with a way to actually do that assign that i can only imagine (laughs) yeah because i mean especially for those uh japanese inks that then get translated in multiple ways you then there's almost no way around doing this thing manually so i'm there's om- almost every day I'm sitting there and I have, I don't know, five to ten new entries that I need to assign to to either an existing ink or a new, and create a new one. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So you're updating every day, like, oh, Manio reads is this color, so I'm going to assign it this hex code. You're doing that all by, ha- by hand. No, I don't do the colors, but I sort of say if... If someone says Ackerman number whatever twenty eight is the same as Ackerman, what is it Hofquartiergrün? Yeah. Right, because there are so many variations mm-hmm. of writing one ink name, right? Uh huh. So you need to group those all together, and then one. I mean, I did that for 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 weeks. I in the evenings I sat there for an hour and two and assigned uh, colors to the all the inks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. So this is, I mean, this really is a labor of love for you. I mean, this was, this was a big undertaking. Yes. Um, such a gift to the community. Because I always thought, like, 
how did this happen? I type in that I have, you know, whatever color, whatever ink, and it comes like exactly the right color on there. And that's just you just hanging out at home and putting that over the course of weeks. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's of course, people that do that. I mean, these days I don't do it anymore. And it's like uh, at least 75, 80% of all the inks that are in the system have a color. And mm-hmm. for new ones, I generally don't do it myself. It's just these days there are enough people that care that if, if one of them enters a sort of picks a color, then everyone gets to benefit from it. So that that's so cool. Works. I'm looking Very at my cool. account right now and it's mostly greens and purples. <laughs> <laughs> the best seems, colors. Seems all right. yeah. I need to branch out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I just, I always wondered how that happened, and I I didn't know if it was you doing that, and it sounds like, at least in the beginning, you did all that, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so looking at this, I'm I'm sort of have this admin-only statistics here. It's like, oh, there's over 5,000 different inks in the system. (laughs) Wow. And people have have entered over 82,000 entries. Wow. It's incredible. That <laughs> this is a huge. And almost twenty thousand pens. Wow. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. I mean it, it it sort of there was a huge spike when uh Brad talked about it on the pen addict, of course. Yeah. But it it has been growing I mean, really. Is is this bigger than you thought it would be? Yeah, of course. I mean in the beginning I thought Something like this must already exist, surely. Uh, just like there always was a pen podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. App- apparently there wasn't. And then I just started building it. And now now uh, there's, uh, I mean, discounting fake accounts, there's almost 2,000 users. Wow. And there's 63 people that actually give me money to run the site as patrons which is also kind of crazy oh my gosh that's amazing yeah it is i so i was telling matthew because we were talking about having you on you know and we were at um a friend uh sandra she's cupcake girl Mm -hmm. wf cupcake girl yeah so we were at her house back in what was that november yeah and so she's like us. Well, she's more like Matthew in the sense that her inks are kind of everywhere. Um, <laughs> but she's organized on FPC. Um, and so I remember her being like, do I have that ink? Hold on. And she'd pull up her account mm-hmm. and be like, ah. And she yeah. was doing some sort of like ink swap for the holidays. And so she was like pulling everybody else's ink lists up to see if they had these. And we were helping her like label everyone's ink samples. And I was like, this is... Like, literally exactly the use case I think you were probably seeing for it. Exactly. It was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It was was fun to see. um, Yeah, it probably was November or a bit earlier when we did this um, Secret Santa or Ink Swap on on the Independetic Slack. And then naturally everyone was asked to post their public profile of FPC, which was kind of amazing. That's now incredible. I need to be involved in one of these ink swaps. I, I guess I need to like join one. That'll be your motivation, Matthew. Yeah, I know. I'm just so slow to use ink um, that you know mo- my for a long time I used a lot of ink, and um, my workflow and and my current job has gone very very digital. So mm-hmm. I'm using less and less ink, but I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to use it up. I'm trying to trying to get through what I've got without buying more. Uh, but I do have a few bottles on the way from Drum Ghouls that I that I, I was going to say, you've just bought new ink. I know. <laughs> I, I get sucked into it. But hey, it'll be three bottles that I can add to my F, you know, my FPC account when I get it started up. So, yeah. I'm curious if you have more than I do because I think you do and you just have been a closet ink person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I tried Probably. to do the, the color ring. Um, and, you know, swatch all of my inks. And um, that that system just for me personally doesn't work because I, I'm just I don't stick with it. So I think this I think this FPC, this more digital 
uh, integration of that is going to be what really what really gets me keeps me organized with my inks. So you can also track if you've swapped uh, swapped an ink there, because that's oh, also I something do I do. Very cool, man. You you put a lot of functionality in there. I mean, this is a re this is bigger. This is so much bigger than just a list of your inks. You know that this is. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's a it is it's a, it's an incredibly powerful tool. Yeah, and if I had more time, <laughs> I mean that there's so much, and now that we that that there's this list of sort of curated list of inks, there's so much you can do with this, right? There's mm -hmm. you can. I don't know. You can maybe open this up and have people post reviews or at least link to reviews uh, somewhere on the community and stuff like that. There's there's a lot of potential. I just don't have the time at this point <laughs> to sure. work yeah. on it all. That's so neat, though, because I think it's really a big part of the community that I think is only going to get bigger. I think it's so cool that you've done it. Everyone guilted me into putting my inks in like a year ago, and I've actually really loved that I did that. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna guilt Matthew into doing it now. I know I'll do it. It'll be done. It'll be done this weekend. So, so you were just mentioning that you've like physically arranged how you organize ink. So I'm curious how both of you organize your inks, like physically organize your inks. Like, what do you do to keep them organized? Well. There's drawers full of inks, <laughs> <laughs> which is my. So I'm. I might be very organized digitally, but uh, physically not so much. Though, so there's two. Two drawers full of inks, and uh, ink samples. I mean, I have, I don't know, somewhere between 150 to 100 ink samples, or probably a bit more. I have about 150 that I haven't tried yet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> I, you know, if only there was an app that could tell you how yes. many ink samples you actually have, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I built the site for the trading, and I, I used it a lot. Yeah. 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 And it's, uh, now it's spilling out sort of onto a shelf. That, that's, where oh, I no. put, that's where I put some of the inks that I use more often. And that's where they basically collect dust. But that's yeah. that's my organization. I mean, of course, the Ackermann bottles never fit anywhere. Oh, no, they don't. Mine don't fit in anything either. Yeah. According to your own website, you have 187 samples and 79 mm -hmm. bottles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so I organize uh, on, I just have sort of an inexpensive plastic shelving unit inside of a closet. Um, and that's what I'm currently using to organize my inks. And, um, you know, I used to throw away the boxes that they came in and I've, I've started keeping boxes when, when the ink comes in boxes, uh, because I just, I find that I'm able to organize it better if I can sort of stack it neatly and, uh, you know, bottles don't stack. Right. So, um, no. and so, so yeah, just a shelving unit for me, uh, when I outgrow that shelf, I'll add another or, or get one with more shelves and i guess when i outgrow that one i'll have to buy a house with more closets and put more shelves i don't know i don't know what the solution is so, uh. so you yours are like yours are like the put together like plastic shelves right mm -hmm. yeah, yeah just just the cheap like utility shelves that you get at the big box hardware stores and you know they they're not seen they're in a closet so they, they didn't need to be beautiful they just needed to be functional and you have and a she, lot of space so you can see like the tops of the bottles. Is that how you can yeah, tell what? Yeah, so I bought shelving um, that had um, fewer shelves so that I could sort of look down. You know, I could stack ink behind one another and sort of look down and see from the top kind of what was on each shelf. Uh, so that works better for me. Um, the shelving that I was using before was an old medicine cabinet, actually, that was... Um, salvaged from a mental hospital and it was a it was a this weird metal sort of mid-century medicine cabinet and the shelves were very tight and so mm -hmm. getting ink from behind other inks was really tricky and seeing what was behind other inks was tricky because the cabinet is a little bit dark there's no lighting in there 
And so having to like reach around and move inks out of the way to get things out was always a little bit tricky. Um, so that, that cabinet is gone and now I just have a, a shelf that I think actually work, suits my needs a little bit better. It's, it's definitely less elegant and doesn't have a fun story, um, but it uh, fit, fits my needs. So. And you keep it out of UV because it's in a closet? Yes. Yeah. So uh, for a long time, when I first got into pens, I just left inks out on display on shelves on, that were just mounted to the wall and they were next to windows and or wherever um, up in a room in my old house that really wasn't eight, uh, wasn't AC, you know, it, it didn't have climate control um, unless we went up there and turned a window unit on. And I found that a lot of my inks were spoiling or going bad. Um, so I ended up having, I think I, you know, I, I got rid of several, probably 40 or 50 bottles that just had, um, oh, that's a lot not done well. Yeah. That's so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had whole, um, bottles of Aroshizuku ink that had evaporated or just gummed up inside the bottle. Oh Ma- many bottles, like like fifteen. Don't do what Matthew did. Keep your inks out of the sun. Keep them stored in a climate controlled area. Oh and I mean, God. you know, like if there's sunlight coming in the window, that's that's fine. It's just you know, mine were. I mean, one of my shelves was in a corner right next to a window. Um, one was in sort of like a little alcove that was just two windows. It was meant to be like a little reading nook. And I just had inks stacked up in that little reading nook right in the sun with no climate control. So I'm better about it now. RIP. I know. Your poor inks. I'm more in the urban um, camp. I use drawers um, because I don't have my houses built in 1935 and the closets are not great. And I don't have really space for shelving. Um, but I really like, for those of you who are Ikea people, the Ikea Alex 5 drawer is fantastic. I know a lot of people in our community and other communities, like the beauty community, use them because they're really sleek white drawers with, you know, enough depth that everything except Dr. everything except for Ackerman fits in it. Um, and I like it because I can close it and not see it. And then the surface, like my current um, Alex, I have a printer sitting on top of. I need a second Alex, which is its own problem. <laughs> that just is a reflection of my ink problem. But I definitely like to be able to see from the top, like like both of you. So, I mean, I pull the drawer out and I can see which ink is which. And for those companies that don't have the bottles very clearly labeled on the top, I actually, like, have, like, little sticky labels where I write which ones they are, which is kind of weird, but then I can easily grab it and pull it out of the, the drawer. And for me, for samples, because I'm like you, Urban, I have a fair number of samples. I'm looking at my account. Now I need to see how many samples I have. I have only 57. Okay, I don't have that many samples. That's yeah. not accurate, I don't think. I need to update my <laughs> account. Um, but I, I did the um, test tube racks, Mm-hmm. Um, you can get them online. I have to find the link, but you can put like, I don't know, 30 or 40 ink samples in a rack. And so then those stack on top of each other. And so I just have all my ink samples like that. Cause I previously had them in a, like a bowl. <laughs> and it was a mess trying to find them. So now I have them in the racks and then I bought little test tube labels and I swab them and so there's like swabs on the top so I can visually see which color ink I'm looking for when I'm looking at my samples. Do yeah. you do anything like that? So I have one rack uh, for the for the samples and then just various small containers so that they stand up. And then I have these tiny uh, round stickers that I write on with, with a really, really fine pencil, basically as much so of the name the as names? it works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then I spend I, 10 minutes trying to find one of the inks because I have to read all the labels. <laughs> I That's what I was like, do I put the names or do I just swab the color and get close? And I ultimately was just like, whatever. And I swabbed the color. I don't know if that was the right choice. It was probably not right, but whatever works, know. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, as as for as for the bottles, I I use a white uh, marker to write the name on top of it. On top of it. Yeah. Interesting. You're gonna start doing that, aren't you, Matthew? I I think I yeah, I think so. I love that <laughs> idea. You're, I can see your face. We we're on a Zoom call right now, and I can just see Matthew like getting all these ideas for how to get My his ink organized. turning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. So um, we had a couple questions that we wanted to talk about that I thought would be fun for us. Um, the first one is from our friend Father Kyle. Do you want to read it, Matthew? Yeah. So Father Kyle, uh, he is on the Instagram at Colonel for God, C-O-L-O-N-E-L, the number four, G-O-D. For those of you that don't know, Father Kyle is in fact a father. And a little fun little anecdote about Father Kyle is um, he wears this Star Wars t-shirt to pen shows that says, I am your father. And I think it is the funniest. (laughs) He's got the most sort of lighthearted approach to being a Catholic priest that I think I've ever experienced. And (laughs) he's such a fun guy, a lovable guy, just a beautiful soul. So um, hello, Father Kyle. Hi, Father Kyle. (laughs) So Father Kyle wrote in and he said, say you were journaling on the beach, what pen would you use? And do you fear the sand? Go ahead, I don't Urban. Know. You can take it away. Yeah, go ahead, Urban. <laughs> Journaling on the beach. What pen do you use? Are you afraid of the sand? So I'm, I'm not really a beach person. I'm not a. Neither fan. are either I, of us. We're not either. <laughs> I, I come from the south of Germany, so Bavaria, and there's no sea there. Mountains. There's mountains and lakes, and there's basically grass until you reach the water. Um, <laughs> so I would be more afraid about. About my precious journal than about the pens. Mm-hmm. I, I have enough cheap pens that I wouldn't really care. But my Musubi refill notebook, I'm not sure I want to take it to the beach. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I am so 100% on that with you. <laughs> Both Matthew and I think would pick mountains over beach every day. Yeah, a cool mountain lake, man, that's right up my alley. But a salty, sweaty, hot, crowded beach is just not for me. I mean, but it I depends. I think if I was, yeah. It depends. If, if your parents-in-law ha- have a house by the beach in Greece, like Please. mine do, then that's nice. Well, you, okay, so a beach in Greece. <laughs> like, we're talking different beaches here, Urban. Maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Matthew's thinking of Myrtle Beach, which is definitely not chic like Greece is. No, there's not, nothing good about Myrtle Beach. Um, <laughs> except except the airbrush t-shirts. Oh, my and the God. Henna, and the henna tattoos. Oh, no. Um, that's terrible. Yeah. So, so I think if I was going to yeah. journal on the beach, I'd have to use... Um, I mean, it definitely wouldn't be a fountain pen. I'd, I'd have to take some... Um, kind of what Urban said, you know, something cheap, um, you know, maybe a, a ballpoint or a rollerball of some sort, and uh, and 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 I do I do fear the sand, you know. Even thinking about my cheaper pens, um, you know, sand is detrimental to any sort of mechanical item, right? So, you know, I just think about like a grain of sand getting into a a clicky mechanism on a pen or into a capping mechanism on a pen. And yeah. So, uh, but I think I'd have to pick a cheap ballpoint if I was going to take something to the beach. You would yeah. take your Odo horizon. I would. And I have. <laughs> That's why I said yeah. that. Cause I know you took it to the beach when we were there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the sand is only half, half of the problem, right? The, the, all the right. salt is the, the salt other thing. water. Yeah. It's salt, so corrosive. Water. Really is. Yep. Cause I think about it like when, so I um, went down to South Carolina almost two months ago now, I guess. Has it been that long? I think so. And, and I'm a person that if I'm near mountains or I'm near a beach, I'm like, I must go to the whatever. Cause I'm, I'm landlocked to the middle of the Midwest, which has nothing. Um, so mountains, yes. Beach, yes. So we were, what, an hour and a half from the beach? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, so I have to go to the beach. And so I basically 
twisted Matthew's arm to take me to the beach, which he doesn't really like the beach. So that was great. Thank you very much. And I think about, we were just there and I got home and I was like, there was sand everywhere. I don't even know how there was sand in places that there was sand coming out of. Like I washed my jeans and there was still sand in them and I had to wash them again. Like also, yes, I ended up at a beach in black jeans. Don't judge me. It's fine. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I would take a fountain pen to the beach to write. I, I think I'm with you guys, but I would, I agree with Urban, like, I don't want to take... I journal currently in my Masubi as well. That is my journal. I've been journaling in a one with, like, pink cat, and it has cats on it, and it's really cute. And I would be genuinely afraid that it would just be completely ruined. So I think I would get... Except I can't use cheap paper because I'm such a paper snob. So I think maybe, like, one of those, like, four or five dollar Clairefontaine notebooks, maybe, and, like, a... Fisher space pen something that could write on if the paper got wet i know yeah. i hate that too i hate the fisher space <laughs> pen but Maybe i think a pencil that, oh that's it urban for the win pencil <laughs> i would totally take a pencil yeah <laughs> yeah i'm holding this nice tennessee red from musgrave here oh so good they're yeah, great oh that's that's delightful i just actually got the new black wing i think they're called eris or something like that they just came out with a new pencil let me look eris yeah it's the new i actually don't know anything about it other than it was a new black wing pencil so i impulse bought it it's fine <laughs> sure <laughs> it's the 10th anniversary pencil and it's a dark gray barrel with a gray ferrule and a gold stripe with a dark gold imprint, red eraser, and it's the extra firm graphite, which is my my favorite of theirs. I really like the extra firm. I would I would probably really like that because I'm a little bit of a heavy-handed writer, so I think the firmer oh, yeah. graphite would be great. Well, when you come here next month, I will give you a couple of these. Um, yeah, I'd love to. Love to try. Yeah, them. yeah, they look really great. They're so pretty, and you're totally right. I would take a pencil. Sorry, Father Kyle, our answers are not fountain pens. <laughs> but, but then what would you do, right? You, you, you journal for a few days and then do you glue the pages into your journal in the middle into my where Masubi? they belong? <laughs> I mean, yeah, That's sort I of think. The issue. I, yeah. I actually am a total scrapbooky kind of human and I have all the like, you know, double-sided tape thingies that you can mm. roll and do all the scrapbooking with because I like used to bullet journal aggressively and I would paste stuff into my bullet journal from other places. So yes, it would probably sac be sacrilegious to move Clairefontaine paper into a Masubi, but yes. Okay. Or more <laughs> likely, I would actually probably transcribe it. I would probably just rewrite it later with a fountain pen into real real notebook. So this is a, a kind of a little bit of a, a side question because we, we got on a little bit of a tangent with pencils. Um, Urban, do you have a, do you have a favorite pencil? Is is there a favorite wood wood case pencil that that you love or that you use a lot? So I I have a lot of pencils. Let I me love see that. If you can see. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I have to take a screenshot. I have to take a screenshot. <laughs> so this is a couple. Wow. With, okay. I don't know how many pencils there. I don't really use them a lot, I must say. Okay. I use more, of, more, I use fountain pens most of the time, but I love buying them because they are basically so cheap. Um, I yeah. especially like the Japanese ones because I prefer the, the I don't like graphite that is kind of gritty and I prefer um, softer pencils, so Japanese B or 2B is, is, is what I like most. Yeah. And some kind of uh, Mitsubishi or Tombos. Those are my yes. favorites. But I, of course, have quite a few uh, black wings as well. So I was in a part of a, a one-year subscription with a few people from the US, and we all got two or three of each. So I know. That's awesome. Quite a few. Do you have a favorite black wing? Uh, I don't I know, know. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Not sure. I mean, which which one is this? I mean, someone gave me a 24. 
which is kind of cool. Which one is the 24? That is one of the really, really, that's basically one, the first completely black, black wing that there was oh, a sure. long time ago. Yep. This is nice. I haven't even sharpened it yet. <laughs> that's the Steinbeck one, which everyone, all the other black ones are basically held to that, I think, right? Yeah. I mean, the, which one? The 54, so the, the pink one. Yes, it's, it's kinda that's nice. my favorite. That's fun. Although I'm not, I'm not a fan of, of the core, actually. I, I love, I like the pearl core the best. Do you? Yeah. I love pencils. Matthew doesn't like pencils. I'm not a huge fan. I, so I like hard pencils. And yeah. and if I'm going to use a pencil, I'm, I'm almost always going to reach for a mechanical pencil of some sort. Um, I really like the... I was looking for it here just a second ago and I couldn't find it. Um, it's the Tombow Mono. Uh, it's the got like the little shaker yep. mechanism in it that um, I love those pencils because they have a great eraser that mm -hmm. uh, you can uh, you can twist to extend more of it. Um, so they have mm -hmm. a generous eraser. But if I had to pick a favorite Blackwing and and I'd, I've I just like it because of the style. It's the um, I don't even know which one this is. The it's it's this it's the Bauhaus ones mm -hmm. with the. Yep. I just it just from a design perspective, I think they're beautiful. Um, so I I really love I really love those. Um, I know that's your favorite because you asked me to give you some. <laughs> yeah, and then also I like any of the solid black ones because just matte black everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just like all the matte. I like all the the all black anything. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, and it's not like I don't have mechanical pencils, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean the the pencil the pencil carry that's that's such a tiny tiny one. That's oh, cool, it's a great mechanical pencil. That's the one that you can kind of um, uncap yes. it and yes, put the you cap uncap on the back. It. Yeah, exactly. It feels like a yeah. fountain pen a bit. <laughs> I need one of those. Someone get me one. I'm gonna order it later when yeah. we're done. <laughs> it kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Pilot Mew. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. And sort of my second favorite is the Caron Dash 844, which is basically looks like the 849, but it's a 0.7 millimeter mechanical pencil. Okay, pardon me while I go make an order, because I need <laughs> both of those. Um, my favorite pencil is the Tombow M, uh, Mono 100. I'm with okay. you on like Japanese, but I do really like a lot of the black wings and have most of them. Although I definitely buy for core and for looks. So I don't, some of them I have because they're pretty and I don't love the cores. I like the harder cores, but I don't know. There are different uses for each one, but mm. I definitely need to try those two mechanical pencils because I love the Karandash 849 ballpoint. I love that. The little Pentel Carry pencils are really, really fun little pencils, and they come in some cool colors and, and different designs and stuff. That they're really fun little, and they're pretty inexpensive. You can get them on Amazon. So yeah, yeah, they don't cost a lot. Yeah, I'll do that when we're done. And there was um, <laughs> another question that I thought would be fun for us to answer together, um, which we got from Jordan, who is pen medic on instagram and he says what makes you buy a pen cosmetics the feeling of the writing the story behind the pen go ahead one of you can go first <laughs> i mean so uh i'll jump in you know as a graphic designer and and someone who specializes in book design um Anyone, anytime someone says, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, I get a little stab, you know, and I'm like, don't, you don't tell me. Because I designed the cover. <laughs> judge the book by the cover. It's literally my job for you to judge the book by its cover. <laughs> and you're award winning at it. Um, I've probably passed up many, many amazing pens because I just don't like the look of them. So, you know, a lot of times I see a pen and I think, oh, that's a beautiful pen. So that sort of gets me interested in it and then I'll kind of go from there to see um, and then for me um, the the story behind the pen um, you know if it's a 
small maker or a unique design or has a great design story or a design aesthetic that I think is unique or, or special in some way. I think that's important to me um, as a consumer and also as a designer myself. I'm not a designer of physical things, but a graphic designer. Um, so, you know, just for instance, someone like John Albert or, you know, one of the custom pen makers, um, you know, that, that does something different or unique that you don't really see, you know, John Albert with his handmade metal piston filling mechanisms that no one else is doing, you know, something like that sort of draws me to a pen. And then, um, the, the feeling of it writing is probably the least important to me because that can be fixed. That can be changed on, on just about any pen. So. Mm. Yeah. I think I buy pens, uh, for the look. And then I only keep them if, if they're comfortable to use, I guess. <laughs> True. Yeah. So I, I, for the past few years, I've, I bought a lot of Chinese pens because they basically there's a new one coming out almost every week or used to. Mm -hmm. And they did a lot of experimenting. They tried out all the filling mechanisms, basically, that they are out there that haven't maybe haven't been used for a few decades probably for good reasons <laughs> like these weird <laughs> magnetic fillers and stuff like that yeah that looks like a nightmare yeah yes that one i didn't <laughs> buy because it looked like too much of a hassle but yeah. yeah i mean for me this was like trying out everything right and so i would say i do That's, that's basically how, how I buy my pens. If, if they look cool and if they maybe even have a fun uh, filling mechanism, then that's how I buy it. It doesn't necessarily mean that I will use it a lot and keep it long term. But sure. that's, I guess, a different question. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I guess I'm more like you guys, too. I definitely buy um, for, for the, the look of it. But it has to be from a company or a nib or something that I'm going to know I like. Um, so I buy a lot of sailors. We talked about this in the last episode um, because I know that I like the writing experience of that. So for me, it's very easy to like be comfortable in purchasing that because I know that I'm going to enjoy the writing experience. So then I can purchase from within the sailor, you know, broad collection of pens just based on looks like oh I think this one's really beautiful I'm gonna add it to my collection because I know that like a broad nib is gonna work for me um I actually have a Rialo coming to me um from our friend CY yes I pretty much exclusively buy pens from Japan now it's fine mm. I'm, I'm fine. waiting Don't worry about it. I'm waiting for one from him as well oh what'd you get what'd you get <laughs> uh he he ground me a reverse uh, Naginata nib on a double broad steel nib Oh, and he put it gosh. into a pen VBS 355. So that's this Conate <laughs> inspired pen. That's, that's sweet. Awesome. A reverse Naganata? Yeah, so, so you can basically use it normally for writing. But if you want something fun, you just uh, turn it around. Oh, that's so amazing. Have you had any of his work yet? No. <laughs> oh, you're going to love it. His Naganatas <laughs> are just there's like chef's kiss they're fantastic <laughs> but what I was saying is like that's for me like easy because you know I know I like how it writes and then especially with CY being over there he grinds it just the way I like it and you're going to be totally hooked mm -hmm. and that makes it easy because I'm like oh it's beautiful to me but I also really do appreciate the story behind the pen like Matthew was saying so I do like to support you know smaller makers or whatever If I can, you know, I like, I like John Albert's pens a lot because of how unique they are and how he can like customize something to the person who's buying it. So that is something for me too. But, um, I'm totally a looks person. Mm -hmm. I know. Does that make me horrible? <laughs> But we go, we're all saying we all go based on looks, so it's not horrible. Yeah, basically. Yeah, we all go, yeah. And it's not like, <laughs> I mean, you, like, like you said, Matthew, you can, fix the writing experience or you just switch the nibs around sure which is i have a sailor nib in one of my pen bbs pens so 
Well, you, I've, so I know, I know from, from Slack, from talking to you on Slack or, or reading your posts on Slack, you know, you're a big fan of the Chinese fountain pens, the pen BBS mm. yeah. pens. Um, do you have a favorite, uh, pen BBS pen? Is, is there a favorite model? Because I don't own, I, I don't own a pen BBS and there's been a few that I've looked at and considered and just haven't pulled the trigger on one yet. Is there, is there one I should be looking at specifically that you really love? Hmm. There's you so many. Or or a, or another. I know. I know. I put you on the spot. I'm so sorry. But or or another Chinese pen that you just think is is a great experience. Yeah. So so what I like about Pen BBS is that they are basically people like us. They just have mm-hmm. access to manufacturers, right? This is basically right. the only difference because <laughs> they, they, are, they aren't called Pen BBS for no reason, right? That it's just a mm-hmm. Chinese pen forum. And okay. they just happen to start to design their own pens. One, one is designing, the other one is basically selling them. And so this is, this is kind of cool, cool, I think, because they try mm-hmm. out a lot of things. They, tried, they built like these tiny pocket pens, which you can, if you want to put a screw two together to make a double-ended pen and and stuff like this and it's just it's just crazy to see what they are all trying out and sure they are all super well made if i had to pick a favorite yeah i probably would pick the double-ended one i forget the number four six nine maybe it's just fun to have two nibs at the same it is i just googled it yes (laughs) So you end up with two number six nibs and let's see, in one pen. Oh, oh yeah. And then wow. it's eyedropper about one mil for each side, so it's not too big. You can use so that. So you up. do like a fine on one side and a broad on the other or something like that. and then Yes, I, you did a fine and the sailor music nib on the other end. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I love it. That's amazing. I'm here for that. I kind of low-key want one now. Should I get one? I'm not yeah, sure I mean, I... how long it will take at this point in time to, for it oh, to arrive. we've but... been waiting forever from stuff from overseas. <laughs> we just got our pens from Japan after April, May, June, July. Four months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it's worth it, I'll totally try one if you like it. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a little bundle of pens from China, have them shipped over. Yeah, we'll do a little, I don't mind do a waiting. Group buy. I love that. So, so it, off that, what are you both and and myself included? What are we currently writing with? What's your currently most favorite pen and ink combination that you guys have? Hmm. So, what I'm currently using the most is a pen that I sadly only have on loan. Which oh no. Is, <laughs> Which is a Sailor Pro Gear Slim Purple Cosmos with a zoom nib. And that is just a super fun pen and a super nice nib. And basically, I like it with any ink I'm putting in it. Because it works with somewhat drier nibs, uh, drier inks yeah. as well. And it's not like other, other pens that just hard start all the time then. But it's also controlled enough that you can put in a really wet ink and it also works. So that's yeah. what I've been using for work for the last days and weeks, mostly. I mean, yeah. I'm here for that. I have that pen and I love it. I'm a big fan of the Sailor Zoom nibs specifically. They, they work really well with my handwriting. Um, currently, I am writing. I'm in the process of, of reviewing it. Just it's, it's my own personal pen, so there's no timeline, but I've, but I've decided to review it. But I'm currently writing with the... Um, Aurora Optima, it's the orange one with a medium nib, and I've got it inked with the Robert Oster Pen Addict Fire on Fire orange ink. Um, so Solid. very summer, mm-hmm. very vibrant. Um, but I'm, I'm a big fan of the Aurora Optima, so um, probably my probably my second favorite pen. I was definitely not an Optima person until I tried yours, and now I'm like, okay, like I kind of need one. Yeah. Also, I have a strong aversion to orange inks, but for whatever reason, that particular fire on fire suits me. I like that. It's a really solid orange. Do you have it, Urban? No, it's a bit... I mean, shipping is probably more than what the ink costs. 
That's kind of the downside. Sometime we can coordinate. I'll send you some samples of stuff that you don't already have. That would be, yeah. that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. You, just, we'll send you a care package. Yeah, we'll get together when Matthew's here next month to ship our retros, and we'll make you some samples of stuff and send you a package. That would be nice. We'll look and at I, your FPC ink profile and <laughs> see what you don't have. <laughs> yeah. And then I can go to The Hague and buy Ackerman bottles or stuff like that. Oh, mm-hmm. God. I'm so jealous of that. <laughs> it, it's it's a fun store, yeah. So are there Lamy's on, like, every corner? Like, is fountain pen ink and pens, are they just everywhere in Germany? Is this, like, a thing? Lamy, definitely. So when I was in school, it felt like 50% of the pupils had a Lamy Safari. Wow. And sort of, I don't know if it was true, but that's sort of how it felt like, and that's maybe the reason why I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> rebellious. Yeah, it was Being like, rebellious, yeah. yes, I was the weird one with the Parker where everyone else had a Lamy or a Pelican, basically. Um, yeah, because Germany. You know, it's, it's interesting that the difference, because here... Um, you know, I pull a fountain pen out in a meeting at, at, at work, um, even a modern fountain pen like my Aurora or a Sailor or something like that. And um, most of the younger people aren't familiar with them in, in any way. Um, or if they are, they say, oh, I remember my grandmother had one of those or my grandfather had one of those sitting on his desk. Um, and, you know, some of the older fo- you know, the older people that I work with will say, oh, I haven't written with a fountain pen since I was in grade school, you know, it's been 30 years since I've seen one of those. And so it's, it's interesting that the cultural difference there and that fountain pens here, uh, at least in, in the South, are a little bit more of a um, sort of anomaly where in maybe Germany they're pretty, pretty commonplace, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I can go into into some of the drugstores and I can buy this year's special edition Lamy Safari. Wow. And the cartridges. I mean, I, I, at some point half, I don't know, I bought uh, Lamy Dark Lilac cartridges. I sort of bought out the store, basically. It was... At the, at the drugstore? Yeah, there, there's a weird <laughs> drugstore chain that sort of sells stationery. And then there you can buy Lamy Safaris, you can buy basically... All the Lamy and Pelican cartridges in all oh colors, and maybe even spotted ink and. Uh, can stuff I just like move that, to yeah. Germany? It sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say like so like what you were saying, Matthew. My dad actually gave me a lot of crap at first for being like old fashioned and into fountain pens because that's what they had to write with when he was in school. My father is 64 years old mm-hmm. going on 30. Cause mentally he's like, I'm young. And I'm like, okay, dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was like giving me crap for liking fountain pens. And then he quarantined with me, um, in the basement of my house. Uh, cause I live alone in a pretty big house and he was like I'm gonna come and keep you company and whatever so he quarantined with me for like six weeks in my basement and he found our friend um friend uh Chris's pen so with the Hoosier Pen Club he my friend Chris had come over and he had somehow lost his Parker dual fold in my couch uh, yeah um, you mentioned it on the yeah on that show yeah <laughs> yeah and he lost it. It was, we literally, like, I looked in the, the couch three or four times. He looked in the couch three or four times. Matthew looked in the couch later. Mm-hmm. We couldn't find the <laughs> damn thing. And my dad's quarantining here and he goes, hey, is there like, are you missing like an orange fountain pen? And I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And he found the duofold and he had written, he pulls it out. He uncaps it and writes with it. He goes, I really like this pen. And I was like, it's still writing. It's been missing for like three months. I can't believe that it's writing. He's like, yeah, it's amazing. And he's like, I guess I really like fountain pens or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you do. <laughs> you do, don't you? And so he like randomly bought a very inexpensive like red something. It's like a Jinhao or something like that. He found it at a stationary, like a touristy shop in Florida and he bought it. And he was like, I like this pen. And I was like, mm. So I bought him a Moon Man, actually, mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, maybe he'll like it. And he loved it. So I gave him a Lamy 2000. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was like, Dad, I feel like, but I feel like that's super common here. Everybody's like, oh, I used to use those when I was 12, and it's been 50 years. I don't know. It's different. I think that's so cool. 
I wish they were more ubiquitous here because it would make my life a little bit less confusing to everyone. They're like, what are you writing with? Oh, I haven't said my pen. My pen and combo. My pen and ink combo. I'm loving my YY Pen Club Sailor Riallo from this year. It's like army green, olive green, and it's a matte finish, and the metal is a matte, which I didn't know you could make metal matte, but I guess I, I guess I should it's have like known a, that. Almost like a blasted finish. Mm-hmm. It's like sandblasted, the ring, and the grip section, and I found a perfect match. Lennon Toolbar Firmament. It mm. is this olive green gorgeousness and it's totally nothing I would have thought I would have been into but I'm so into it and I use it it has been in my weekly because I have a weekly case where I put all my pens I'm taking to work because I take the same pens to work for the whole week and then I switch because I go on a week off a week and I've had that in there since I got it I haven't taken it out I'm obsessed with that pen olive greens are, are are really nice Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I don't good. know how many I have. Is that your like? Is that your color? I mean, green is my color. Either everything that's not too close to Irish green because that's a horrible green. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just too middle of the road. Kelly green. Yes, Kelly, I agree something with like, you. Something like uh, Kelly green is nice, really bright. Or something really dark, so like diamond green, black is nice. And mm. all those olive greens, either really dark like uh, Gerbin, Verolive, or the darker ones like Olivine, whichever company you want to, both of them are fine. <laughs> yeah, who who is like it that, that makes the safari green? Is it, is it diamine? Diamine. It's diamine, yeah. It makes the safari. Yeah. It's a, that's yeah. such a beautiful ink. And then, that's so good. Um, I think uh, I, I'm probably going to butcher the name, but the... Uh, R and K, the the Roarer and Kling Klingner is is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a green that is um, it's the alt alt gold green. Mm-hmm. Is that? Oh, yeah, the, that's nice. That's nice. It's that's a, a really good really good ink. Um, I, I love that ink. That was one of my ink bottles that got ruined in the in the upstairs room. We need to get um, you a new bottle of that then. I know. I really like that ink. It's it's really beautiful. And then, but I think my favorite is. Um, Help me out here, Catherine. It's the Venta Late. Late. Oh, the sea kelp. Oh yeah, I have the that. Sea kelp. Green. Oh, that's nice. that's a good that's one. That's probably my favorite. That's probably my favorite green ink of all time. Ugh, it's so good. Mine is um the oh gosh Ackerman twenty eight half half growing. <laughs> God, I can't say that. <laughs> I'm only German. I my Dutch isn't good enough. My Dutch is terrible. The bright green one. I love yes. that ink. But I also really love Firmament. And if you haven't tried it, I'll send you a sample, Urban, because it's amazing. Mm, that would be great, yeah. I see your eyes. You're like, yes. <laughs> I might get around to it in 2023. I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> we only got 100 inks. samples to go. It's fine. <laughs> Well, on that awesome. note, we're going to wrap up this episode. We do have one great announcement. Matthew, you want to take it? Yeah, so uh, we, heard, we heard from Retro 51 today. Uh, they have our new retros. They will be mailing them out uh, early next week, uh, and we are going to be releasing them for sale on August 24th, and they'll ship sometime in September, um, probably around about the 10th or so of September. So... Uh, give us we're gonna we're gonna release some 824 for sale but they will it was gonna take us a couple weeks to ship because we have to get together and coordinate shipping packaging labels all that stuff so uh, give us a little time on that but they will be released on august 24th bump in the night coming to you and we're then so you can excited. have a shipping party yeah that's literally what we're getting together <laughs> in september for this purpose <laughs> yeah yep pizza and beer and shipping thrilling stuff isn't it (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us urban where can everybody find you online well you can find me of course on fpc.inc sign up it's for free you can support me if you want to on patreon but uh, you don't have to of course 
Uh, you can also find me on Instagram as at Urban Hafner. And that's all the pen related things, I guess. <laughs> And you awesome. can find me online at inkycatwrites.com and on Instagram at inkycatwrites. And I'm on Instagram at heymatthew. Um, yeah. And then on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Matthew Morse. Cool. And we're online at benttines.com. And we appreciate everybody listening. Have a good week. Bye. Yeah. Thank you, Bye-bye. Urban. Thanks, Bye-bye. Urban. Bye. Bye.